0: Blog Talk Radio. Come on, man.
1: Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Weigh-In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. And tonight, a special honor, we'll have Jonathan and Sonny on with us tonight uh, with the panel to talk about some of these bowl games and talk about the NFL. And Sonny, you, you were here first, man. Uh, what a what a bowl season so far. Did you ever think we'd have 61 points in the Rose Bowl
2: score? No, not 61, so if you bet in the over, I think it was like 48 or something like that. Yeah, you got a pretty good win there as far as the Rose Bowl is concerned. But, man, it's that Bama game that just really just confuses the hell out of me as I, you know, kept track of that one. And just my heart was completely broken because I wanted the upset. I didn't think I'd honestly win. I I won't go to the – point where i thought michigan state would would win but however getting their ass handed to them in a major bowl game i didn't expect that to happen
1: and you know 38 to nothing jonathan welcome to the show happy new year everybody jonathan alabama i mean are they a team on a mission or is or were they just was michigan state just outclassed last night
3: Uh, i think michigan state just wound up being outclassed last night um that interception going into halftime, I think, really broke their back. If they'd got points there, I think that game would have been totally different. And then that punt return for a touchdown, just see the deal, it was over. It's, you know, you were like me, and you're like, oh, I'll take the eight plus the ten. They're going to keep this one tight. You saw the punt return. and said, ah, right, well, let's put the channel. We know this is a loss. That was just – that game was something else. It sets up a
1: great battle. It does, and I don't. I don't remember. I thought I picked Alabama. I may have uh, had a blowout. I could. Have, I may have said something wrong on one show, but, but what I want to talk about first, Sonny, is how did
2: Christian McCaffrey from
1: Stanford not win the Heisman Trophy? For God's sake.
2: I. I. Well, it, it's all about who's uh, given the push, I guess you can say, right, Tarvin? When you look at the people who you know are. I guess you could say on that young man's side, they got a little bit more push and getting a little more pull, you know, in order to get those votes. I think that's what you end up looking at as far as who wins the Heisman. How much support they have on the backside from, you know, the people to be, I guess you can say.
1: This kid, Jonathan, is a stud. I mean, today he set a Rose Bowl record for over 100 yards rushing and receiving. He had a touchdown receiving and rushing. He had a punt return for a touchdown, this kid can do it all. And coming back next year, he's got to be the Heisman Trophy, at least in the top three coming into the season.
3: Uh, you would think, I mean, he he put on an excellent performance today. Uh, he, had, he had a great season. I mean, he finishes with over 2,000 yards rushing on the year. Uh, and like you said, he had one of the the, the best World Bowl game performance we've ever seen we might ever see. Uh I mean just absolutely phenomenal watching him. Uh I believe if he had been playing um on the east coast where ten of his twelve games weren't after ten o'clock. Uh, you know, he, he would have you know, there would have been more votes for him. I think you know, playing late as late as he did on Saturdays. And I think the game against Northwestern really wound up hurting him more than I think anybody's willing to really give the credit.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, Northwestern, Sunny. Speaking of Northwestern, Mr. Sunny Clark, they they played the Tennessee Volunteers today. They were um 13th in the country and they got beat the uh, crap in back. I mean, Tennessee yeah. from start <laughs> to finish just dominated these guys. And, and I I thought Tennessee would win the game. And I thought they'd beat them good, but man, that was 45 to 6. I didn't see that coming as much.
2: I uh, that just goes to show, you know. Now they're playing for money, you know. So you know, you got got to put them on the payroll. So maybe it's a little bit different going into the to the bowl game. Uh, they're they're getting paid to play, so you know. It's one of those things. So you know, I don't know. Does that have something to do with it going into it? Does that take away from the passion of hitting the uh, hitting the field? I, I you know, I don't know. I mean, if they had a good season. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, when it comes down to the bowl games and the games that matter, when you got to show up, you know, you, maybe I don't know. Do you think that has anything to do with it? As as that uh, as that uh, football squad moves
0: forward.
1: I think so. People want to get a paycheck, check, man. Getting ready for the combine. What better way to get noticed than than on T V in a big bowl game, your name mentioned several times, you have a good combine, all of a sudden you're drafted in to the top two rounds. Well let's let's start off and talk some NFL guys. We'll come back to college of course. That's what we do. But Sonny, I know you're you're itching to talk some NFL football this weekend, aren't you?
2: Well, NFL it's it's all about the standings right now. I mean, you you got the uh you got the I think the the biggest division I think as far as who's going to do what. You obviously you have the AFC South, that's a complete and utter mess. Who's going to come out of that? It, it's going to be. But I think it's the other one. You you look at the it, NFC North. That's the one I want to see. I want to see who wins that division. And what team is going to be uh, on the road, you know, or what team is going to be hosting the home game? And it comes down to week seventeen because no one has the clinch up there in the NFC North. So I'm looking NFC North uh, games that are happening as the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers hit the field on Saturday. I mean, am I crazy, Sonny, to to think Minnesota is going
1: to win this game on the road? I- I don't see any indication that, that tells me that, that Green Bay is going to win this game right now. I just their offensive line terrible; they can't run the football. I think that I think they're not as good as that ten and five record, and I, well, I just but, but, think somehow they've they've masked it this year.
2: Well, th- th- this is a football team that I didn't think was going to make the playoffs because a big-time weapon is out of their lineup in Jordy Nelson all year long. They managed to win the games. They managed to make the playoffs, make me, you know, you know, I, I really didn't expect this coming from them. But you're absolutely right. There is something wrong. But when- where they're picking up, and just within the last four or five, I think they got the supply of Twinkies you know for their running back you know <laughs> I can't pass up a Twinkie I, I never seen a Twinkie I didn't like Eddie Lacy um, you know he, he's actually been playing well he's actually been gaining yards and it's those tough yards that they need to get you know and I think that is huge for this team I mean seeing how they don't have Jordy Nelson someone's got to step up in that and a, a lot of it I didn't expect a lot from Eddie Lacy I don't think a lot of people expected a lot from him that having been said the last three or four games has been somewhat of a surprise to see him playing well in those games, especially at the vital time of the year moving into the playoffs.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about the, the night game. I forgot. That, that makes a big difference to me right there. Wind chill 11 degrees. I know it's not going to affect Minnesota. I mean, they're they're used nope. to the cold weather. But, but a night game in Lambeau with everything on the line. And this is a big deal. This this means, you know, if Green Bay loses, that means they're on the road in the wild card weekend. If Green Bay wins, that means they're at home. And, Jonathan, that's a big difference when we're talking about these playoffs.
3: It really is. Uh, it makes a huge difference considering, uh, you know, Green Bay, how well they play at home at Lambeau compared to how they've been on the road this year. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the weather shouldn't affect Minnesota too much, but, uh, I just think at the end of the day, I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Teddy trust Bridgewater in a game of this importance, and I think that's going to make a big difference yeah. uh, when it comes down to it.
1: Well, well, Sonny, how, how how confident are you that Carolina is going to take care of business at home tomorrow and round up that number one seed? I, I think their their key to making the Super Bowl is beating Tampa Bay tomorrow, because I do think we'll talk about Arizona in a minute. I think they're going to handle some business, but I don't see Carolina going on the road to Arizona. Now, granted, it's not cold weather or anything, but Arizona's a tough place to play in the playoffs, and I just don't know if Carolina, the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks, could go to Arizona and win a big game to see who goes to the Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> well... You know who really cares? But that having been said, Arizona has Seattle this week. I mean, so the, the, it's all going to be about mentality. You know, getting to that point because let's just say the Arizona Cardinals get past you know Seattle, or how about even to this point they've won nine straight. Okay. So they take a loss to the Seattle Seahawks, and damned if they don't probably will turn around and play Seattle. They got to get past Seattle. I think that's what the deal is. I mean, you're looking at a lot of things. The Seattle Seahawks, they're going to, you know, depending on where they are in the wild card, and, how, and now if Arizona wins. Um, you know, it's going to be real interesting. Now, I'm not. I haven't looked at you know where it's going to be if Seattle loses this game. They're in the playoffs, but will Seattle turn around and play Arizona again? Is Seattle might be the number six uh, team? Um, it set up. I'm yep. not sure how it all plays out, but if Seattle loses that game, they can turn right around and fly right back to Glendale, Arizona, to play a playoff game against the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know, that's yet another game to watch this week. Uh, you know, because of what it can end up happening. Now, if Seattle wins that game, they're going to move to the number uh, or they they're going to move to the number five, five uh, position. Um, so that's that's where it it it's just really kind of crazy because Arizona could end up with the number 1 if Carolina loses so there's a lot of you know what ifs can happen however i don't think Carolina's going to lose to the Tampa Bay so it'll be you know so it might still end up happening that way where Arizona will get the Seattle Seahawks twice in Glendale two weeks in a row well, well, actually, that, would have to. they would get the bye. Yeah, yeah they the Arizona yeah. Cardinals would get the bye, and then the uh, Seattle Seahawks would have to win their first round, and then p- quite possibly turn around and play the Arizona Cardinals. And, and Jonathan,
1: I don't think I don't think Seattle cares about tomorrow really. I think they don't mind to lose to to kind of get healthy a little bit, making sure they're ready. And I don't think they they I don't think it bothers them whether they go to Washington. Whether they go to Green Bay, whether they go to Minnesota. But I think this team's going to win the first round wherever they go.
3: Uh, there's a very strong chance of that. Uh, I think if you're Seattle, you would prefer to go to uh, uh, the winner the of the NFC North, whether that's Green Bay or Minnesota, than you would Washington. Washington is just playing really good football right now. They've been almost thoughtful at home this year. I think if you're Seattle, you'd rather say I'll take either, you know, a uh, decimated Green Bay or a Minnesota team that we whitewashed a month and a half ago. In all honesty, I think that's the way they're thinking of it. I don't think Seattle's going to go into this game full bore and get out for
1: Arizona. Well, I, I would rather go to Washington, Sonny. If I was Seattle, really, I mean, I would rather – who do you want to play, Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins, really? I mean – that's the way I look at that. Aaron Rodgers has experience in big games, but I think they beat either one. But I would rather play a Washington Redskins team that, that really doesn't have an identity.
2: Well, exactly. Well, they're trying to make an identity. That being Kirk Cousins. I mean, they're they're setting it up for him to be there next year, so that identity would be the Kirk Cousins. Now, granted, you, you say what you want. We talk about guys earning their money and doing what they got to do in order to earn that money. And and as much as I'm not a great big believer in one Kirk Cousins, the quarterback of the Washington Redskins, he's earned his money and he's earned the right to get paid. And that's going to be real interesting as far as where Washington is going. I have not lately have seen any talks of extension. I have not seen anything. I mean, if they slap the, if they slap the free agency, sticker on this guy, what is it, $14.5 million that they're going to have to pay him? Kirk Cousins, Not. I don't care how well he's played for this Washington Redskins. If you're the Washington Redskins and you slap the franchise tag on Kirk Cousins, I want to know what you're smoking. Because, and yeah, granted, it, it's hard to come back and get a quarterback in order to play well, in order to help your team win. But you also got to look at finances and really finding out whether or not Kirk Cousins is worth that kind of money. So you better get him in that extension before all that talk starts, because it's going to be huge. There's a lot of things that can end up happening come Monday after this weekend's games.
1: Well, I want to see him play in the playoffs first. I want to see what he can do. He's two and five on the road. You know, that that that's really where where your money's made in the NFL. How do you do on the road, Jonathan? Kirk Cousins, I've seen him look bad on the road. I mean, just just terrible. But again, you know, this is a guy that's growing up, he's he's reckless a little bit, he's he's streaky, he's inconsistent. But do you think he's gonna get better with age and can Washington do better than, than Kirk Cousins right now? Who's out there that they could grab up? That that's true. There would be a, there would be someone that could get him to the playoffs. That's another question.
3: That's the age-old question. If not him, then who? I mean, that's why Andy Dalton and Tannehill and Cutler got the deals they did, because the question became, well, it's not these guys, then who? And I think if you're Washington, a franchise tag on Cousin isn't a bad idea, it's another one-year-go-out-there-and-show-me deal. Uh, yeah, you know, the price tag might hurt a little, but, you know, you got to pay. No matter what, you're going to have to pay something to keep him around. And I'd rather do the one-year 14 than lock him in for five years at 10. Uh, because if he doesn't pay next year, then, you know, he's stuck in for another four years. With a pretty tight tag, you just let him go. You're like, ah, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I think this might be the quarterback that fits perfectly for Jay Gruden's system. And that I think that says a lot right there. It's Kirk Cousins leads the league completion percentage. He's had the best year a resident quarterback has had as a passer in a long time. Um uh, I, you know, I, I think that Cousins might actually be the quarterback of the future for Washington. And now we look up back at Shanahan, who trapped Cousins in the fourth round after taking RG3 in the first round. And you see that smile uh, that, that, you know, big old Mike has sitting on his couch going, see, I was right. I told you all RG3 wasn't going to do it. So it's an interesting uh, situation they got going on in Washington. Uh, but you're right. Until Cousins shows it to us in, the, in this playoff game, then I think we can't talk about a contract with the last
1: yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it go. And and you know, I just want to see how he does in the playoffs. I mean, Washington just set their set their program or franchise back Sunday a long way by getting RG three to start with. They traded away the world. Now they're starting to to finally recover a little bit. Is now a time to let go of Cousins and and go get somebody that's really unproven. And, damn, I mean the quarterback is so valuable in the NFL. People will just start and
2: college, of course, but. People don't realize how important that quarterback is. Oh, and especially especially if you can get one that can win. But also, let's not forget, when you're looking at the NFL and you're looking at the standings, okay, if you can honestly say, and you're the Washington Redskins, if you finish 8-8 eight and eight out on the season, if that's successful to you in your mind, that's a problem, because when you're looking at other teams in these divisions, I mean, looking at the North, one of those teams are going to be 11-5, and five, okay, and the other's going to be 10-5. and five. That's still two games behind the team there. I mean, the South, obviously, Carolina's 14, and, oh, Atlanta has an opportunity to finish 9-7 nine, nine and seven mm-hmm. out on the season, um, is So, but your team, at best, can finish 8-8. Eight and eight. And, hey, don't forget, they can still lose on Sunday, still win the division and be seven and nine, you know, you got to look at yourself as a franchise and go, did we really have a successful season, even though we made the playoffs and maybe a first-round, you know, you know, the first-round exit, you know, can you really look at the Washington Redskins and go, oh, yeah, look out for the Redskins? I don't think you can. I mean, and if you can, you got to be a homer because in reality, come next year, Depending on the East, okay. Depending on if whether or not the Cowboys can have a healthy a healthy quarterback. I mean, obviously they lose out uh, the whole season without Tony Romo. Now you got a new head coach over in Philadelphia as Chip Kelly was fired, so that's a whole new ball game as well. And it, it and the New York Giants. Well, they're the New York Giants. Is the, is are they going to have the same coach? You know, over there, are they going to have a new coach? Um, how much are you going to depend on Eli mainly? to continue to be the guy in New York before you realize this guy really sucks and you need a new quarterback. I mean, so it's really all depends yeah. on what's going to happen as you take a look at next year, especially if the Redskins have a first-round exit in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're Washington's Washington beneficiary of Philadelphia losing their coach, some some frustration there, the Giants being down in Dallas losing Romo, or we wouldn't even be talking about the Redskins probably at the playoffs, uh, just depending on Dallas did. But I want to talk about Chip Kelly. I know you guys probably don't agree with me, but I, I think that was stupid firing Chip Kelly right now. And maybe, Sonny, I'll go with you. I know you have strong opinions about this, but I, think, I don't think they gave Chip Kelly enough time, and especially with the players that he's kicked off the team, you got to at least let him try to rebuild and see what he can do. Now you're going to bring a coach in. Who wants the Philly job? I mean, who are you going to get to replace Chip Kelly that can play with that broken-down team, really? I think he made it. It's like he made that team probably where he could coach and win with it, maybe. I don't see any other
2: coach coming in. And
1: it would it take three or four years before they can be competitive again?
2: I don't know. Are you asking me that, or did you shoot yeah. that over to Jonathan.
1: I'll start with you first on this one, because I know okay. I know what you're going to say in a way.
2: Well, here's what I think. I look at the talent on the team. Now, granted, the, the talent was gotten together because of the scheme of Kip, Chip Kelly. But here's the thing this team is a quarterback away in reality. I don't know. Is Sam Bradford the right guy? I don't know. I sure know it wasn't the right scheme for him. where I think it limited on how well Sam Bradford could play. Now remember, Sam Bradford was somewhat healthy this year compared to years past. Now this guy is a pocket passer. This guy is not a a quarterback that can run a Chip Kelly scheme. I think he took away from his success. Now that having been said, it might have gotten him a Away from getting hurt because of, of the way that offense plays. So it's a it, it, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I think there's a lot of talent on that football team. DeMarco Murray, if you get him in the north-south running instead of going east to west, I think you got an opportunity to see a uh, DeMarco Murray to go back to 11 to 1200 yards and, you know what, maybe 11 touchdowns if they utilize them the right way. There's a lot of talent on that football team that was not utilized to the best of their abilities because they had the form to a Chip Kelly uh, offense that most of them have never seen before. So you've got these NFL you know, players who've been playing in the NFL level for a long time, really in reality taking the step back to a college offense that they haven't seen in years because they haven't been in college for years. So I, you look at the talent on this team. I think they've got a lot of talent. It's whether or not whoever walks in there – can sell what they're get those players to buy what they're selling because it, when you look at the roster and everything else there's loads of talent, but I think they've all got to be on the same page instead of half and half and i'll tell you, I think the coach gave up on this team a lot longer than the players did uh, I think chip Kelly seen that he was on his way out at, about four weeks ago, and I called that on my show when when I think it was december second when your coach is not you know, playing for you. I mean, your coach is not even interested in. How do you expect your players to be interested in? I seen that at the beginning of December.
1: Yeah, Jonathan,
2: um, I, I was shocked,
1: and and, and maybe you, you weren't shocked. I, I was shocked to see Chip Kelly gone. And, and the question to you is, Jonathan, who's going to come in there and where is Chip Kelly going to go?
3: That's an interesting question because, you know, Chip Kelly wasn't fired necessarily for being a bad coach. He was fired for being a bad general manager. Uh, and when it became clear he did not want to give up uh, his general manager duties, that's when he got fired. So uh, I think at this point for the Eagles, uh, I think Sean McDermott, the defensive coordinator in Carolina, I think that's where they're looking. Uh, he made his own insiliate as assistant under Jim Johnson. Um, and I think that would be a good hire for them, considering that defense hasn't necessarily been a strong suit for them. Um, I think if you're Chip Kelly, I think there's two locations in all reality that you're looking at. You're looking at either Miami or Tennessee. And the reason I say that is Tennessee, uh, you have the quarterback that you want in, in Marcus Mariota. And I think that has been Chip Kelly's issue more than anything, was he never really had the quarterback that he wanted. And he gets a quarterback that he wants in Mariota, who's young, who he can throw and teach and all that other good stuff. And Miami just goes to money out. So if Chip Kelly's looking for a cash grab, then that's the place to go. Um, I mean, I think a dark horse in all this is Indianapolis because because they have Andrew Luck, and I think Chip Kelly wouldn't mind having an Andrew Luck as his quarterback. He's already established himself as a pretty darn good NFL quarterback. He's
1: not a lot of dual threat quarterback and. To me, that I mean, I mean, Sonny is is a, is another NFL team willing to to go after Chip Kelly. This is a college quarterback again, or a coach again that was successful in college, came to the NFL. You see all these player issues around him. Do you think
2: another NFL team's wanting to grab him? I I don't. I can't think of any. Team that in the NFL that would go Chip Kelly. I mean that experiment just completely exploded in their face. I remember the first game and the, the uh, their their situation, and the, the quarterback ripped off on on a zone read, a forty five yard. I think it was like the first or second play they that he had with Chip Kelly, and everybody was falling in love with this whole thing. Okay. But just like, you know, Chip Kelly, just like the things down in Miami that they were doing, you know, outside the box of what the NFL scheme normally is, you don't see success. And that's what I think you see in Chip Kelly. That success can be there all day long. But the only difference, you know, when Chip Kelly makes the step into the NFL and he's doing you know, tape work, doing doing his homework on defenses. It's every player on the defensive side of the ball is not just good, they're damn good, ten times better than any college player coming out. So, you know, it, it, it was destined to fail because of that situation. And not only that, you give the NFL defensive coordinator time, to figure out how to take care of an offense that is really outside the box, those schemes don't last long. Maybe one or two years, a la Chip Kelly. Didn't last that long. No one else is going to do it. Now, every once in a while, you'll see his own read. But you're not going to see that on a consistent level, and you're not going to see that on a consistent level on a football team that wins a lot. You can't go by these crazy you know, plays out of college and expect it to work on a regular basis on the NFL level that's why i don't think we're going to see chip kelly as a head coach in the nfl
1: yeah i don't i don't see any other coach any other team out there willing to take that risk right now and it and it's because of the issues he had with the the players calling him a racist and even if he's not we know he's not It's still just having that name chip kelly out there these these players it's like a brotherhood it's like a fraternity all of them together and they all stick together so chip kelly going to another team to me, Jonathan, is just going to be like him staying at the Eagles. I just don't think players like Chip Kelly. and I don't think they would like him to do it to Miami, Indiana, or Tennessee. I mean, Mariota would like him, but everybody else would start hating him because he would try to do it the way he wanted to. And do you think he's going to go, Jonathan, to a team where he doesn't have full control?
3: Uh, I, I mean, I think there has to be that conversation. Because uh, you know, Eddie, we talk about how his offense is gimmicky and it went against the NFL. They're their, the, the standard in the box, but the West Coast offense was gimmicky, and that stuck around for a while. Uh, the K gun from the Bills they thought was gimmicky. And that's pretty much all the Packers run. So I, I think that uh, whereas you might you know it might be said it's gimmicky if it works it's not gimmicky and I think if you have a quarterback other than Sam Bradford, that offense could possibly work. Um, I just think it was a tough situation for Chip and Philly and I think an NFL team would bring him in as long as he's okay with not having uh the control of the end GM. You know, and with that being said though, you know, people keep talking about when he's going to college, where's he gonna go? I mean, who's gonna open up their spot right now? Who's gonna spend the money to buy out the coach they have right? Now? And I think that's another conversation that needs to be had Just keep saying well, he's going to go back to college. Where? Where are you going to send him? I mean, Chip Kelly's best years were when he you was know, in, in obscurity in Oregon and or New Hampshire because he doesn't like dealing with the media and things like that. So where are you going to send him to college to where he's got the same rate? I just don't think that a move back to the college ranks right now would be wise, especially since there's no jobs open right now.
1: Well, he may sit out a year because, Sonny, how much is Philadelphia having to pay him?
2: Oh, I don't know. I forget how much money. It, 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 wasn't it nine and a half million, I think, or something like that? Something stupid. Um, I, I, and, I, and Chip Kelly can sit in the broadcast booth, I mean, and, and yep. make even more money.
1: And wait on a college team if that's what he wants to do. I mean, let's face it, Oregon, I know people, I would bring him back to Oregon right now. I don't think he would go. Uh, but Southern Cal was stupid to hire that guy's coach that they promoted. I can't remember his name, but they promoted him to head coach. He was the interim coach uh, when Sarkeesian got fired. I bet they would love to have Chip Kelly back. But, but I mean, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. I just thought it was a mistake. And I just think maybe he just pushed it a little too far. But the players got him fired, Sonny. And I lost a lot of respect for DeMarco Murray go. going above him whining and complaining about him trying to get him fired. I think that's the reason he's fired because the Murray cried like a little bitch about it.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't understand that whole thing, but there there still has to be a relationship between players and coaches, and it's got to be somewhat of a good one. I mean, it, it, you don't have to be a players coach, but you have got to be able to have the players play for you. Um, and, And something, and I don't know if it was the DeMarco Murray debacle. I don't know if it was the run scheme. I don't know if it was getting rid of players. I don't know if it was even to the point of the racism problem. But the, guess what? That's too many daggers. I mean, you hit, you get one of them, you can bleed a little bit and maybe heal a little bit later. But if you start getting a bunch of those, you're going to die off. And, God, that's what happened to Chip Kelly. If it wasn't the racism, if it wasn't the scheme, if it wasn't running DeMarco Murray, if it wasn't the fact that the wide receivers were pissed off because they couldn't get the ball – because they had the wrong quarterback, I mean there, there's just too many daggers that that I was sitting there thinking if anybody was the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, those players were going to be done with it so i don 't even think it matters who would have been there at least as far as running that scheme and everything i don't know run who's going to run that team I don't know, but I will tell you right now Chuck Pagano right now is about ready to get fired as he's about ready to bring his <laughs> team into the playoffs because I'm going to be honest when I look at when I look at this game that, that happens now. Next, that happens this next week. Brian Hoyer starting for the Texans. They've already lost. Okay, all right. Brian Hoyer starting this football game for a playoff spot. They've already lost. So you know, Indianapolis Colts in my eyes are already in, and they're going to fire him. They're going to fire Chuck Pagano. So if Chuck Pagano going to go, he might as well just jump into the car, head a little bit east, and that could be the guy that can take over this team and maybe try to get get some kind of semblance of a football team out on the football field, then Chuck Pagano would not be the worst hire in the world when it comes to Philadelphia.
1: So so you think Houston's gonna lose at to Jacksonville tomorrow and not make the Absolutely. playoff?
2: Absolutely. Brian Hoyer started Brian Freaking Hoyer it's starting for this football team. He hasn't been out on the football field in, what, four weeks? Okay. And the guys that have stepped in, they've won. I'm not sure how many games they've won in a row, but they've been playing halfway decent. Um, and I'm talking about the Houston Texans. When you got somewhat of a success going into what it is, here it is, Houston's won two games in a row, okay, without Brian Hoyer. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they are three and one, okay, without Brian Hoyer. Now you're going to bring the guy who sucks up every ounce of energy, you know, out of you (laughs) if you're an offensive lineman going God, this guy's back Um, You know, in Jacksonville you can say whatever you want, that's a tough football team right now, and and Jonathan I hear him saying stop, but I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to beat Houston in Houston, and then Indianapolis is going to win and make the playoffs so they're going to fire Chuck Pagano, what a joke Well, I mean Indianapolis needs like 10 teams to
3: win outside of just Houston losing and make the playoffs uh, look at that situation. It's ridiculous. And, actually, Indianapolis is eliminated on Monday night when Denver beat Cincinnati because they needed Cincinnati to beat Denver. The Houston's already clinched the division. Brian Hoyer's won five games. And, not for nothing, but they started ej no. Houston.
1: He- Houston, Houston hasn't clinched the division
2: yet. Mm-hmm. No, okay. No. They're going to just...
3: anyway. There's no way that all ten steps to the parlay will fall in order for the folks <laughs> to make this division. Really that, that's one thing we got to understand, too. T.J. Yates broke his foot. All right, T.J. Yates or Brian Hoyer, I'll take Hoyer. Brandon Whedon or Brian Hoyer, I'll take Hoyer. Hoyer is not a terrible quarterback. Houston offense Hoyer is not very good. I mean, have you, have you look, at that offense, look at the talent of that offense and tell me that's a great a offense, if you put another quarterback in the situation, it's not. The offensive line is not good. They're relying on backup after backup of running backs. Foster is out. You got receivers, you have DeAndre Hopkins, and who? I mean, it's not like you're looking at a great offense in Houston. I mean, to blame it all on Brian Hoyer is you're so short sighted. Because I'm, not, I'm not blaming
2: true. it on him I'm not blaming it on him I'm blaming it on the coaching staff That wants to start him Because you can say whatever you want About uh, 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 the dude that started last <laughs> week Shoot, you, you just mentioned his name He, he played Brandon for the Weedon. Cowboys
0: it's Brandon, get, Brandon
2: Whedon Brandon, Brandon Whedon, Whedon couldn't yeah, get a win yeah. with the Dallas Cowboys And he goes down there and wins Two in a row in Texas All right, Let's get serious here <laughs> You know, I, I don't know but he, i i don't know, but here's then, what I think. And then Mallet know.
0: winning
1: a game. Mallet won too. Yeah, as a the Ravens article.
2: In Baltimore, yeah. but, but here's the thing: Brian Hoyer sucked up all the oxygen out of any locker room that he's been in. Oh, he wins three games at the end of the season—that was useless games. Oh, but Brian Hoyer—he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. That right there should get your—that should get your coaches fired and your general manager fired <laughs> when you depend up on Brian Hoyer to be your savior at the quarterback position. These people are not thinking. And now, granted, I don't know who you the, don't way. The he got to play the games in Cleveland. Oh, Brian, but Brian Hoyer, it, that, that and Josh McCown, those two guys, you gotta you gotta keep them away from your roster if you're gonna tell your fans that you're gonna try to win football games. Because as soon as you sign them, your credibility goes out the window. Because all you gotta do is look at history with these guys. Oh, Josh uh, Josh McCown wins a couple of games with the with the uh, Chicago Bears, and all of a sudden he's a godsend. I mean, come on, this is the NFL, not for long. And when games don't matter. And you win football games. Who cares? And that's what you get with Brian Hoyer. That's what you get with Josh freaking McCown. And when you sign him, your credibility goes out the window. Especially if he's the starting quarterback for your football team. I'm sorry. I'm almost. I will almost say go get Chris Dixon. And those don't know that is an indoor football football quarterback, one of the best to ever play the damn game. And get him in there. He would be better than Brian Hoyer or Josh McCown. Hey, but that's just me. <coughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Brian Hoyer. Sonny Clark is not a fan of Brian Hoyer out there, if you're listening. And uh, Brian Hoyer. And Eli Manning. I think he I'd, can...
2: ra- I'd rather yeah. have Eli freaking Manning than Brian Hoyer. At, le- <laughs> at least Eli
1: has two rings on his finger, right? There you go.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, let's,
1: let's let's not get away from – I mean, I know it's the NFC. I think, I think Carolina is going to win against Tampa, I think they're going to lock up home field. And I think there's a good possibility that Arizona and Carolina square off for the championship. But let's look at the ASC real quick. The New England Patriots, Sonny, I really do think they lost on purpose last week. And tell me about that in overtime. Belichick said it was – that he did that on purpose. If that that was the case, why would the players try
2: to talk to an official out of letting them receive the ball? I mean, what a joke. I don't know what to think of that because two things come to mind. Number one, he's done that shit in the past, and I'm talking about Bill Belichick, okay, in overtime. But that's when the rules were different. If you have Tom freaking Brady as your quarterback who can jam it down anybody's throat at any given time, whether it's an over – remember, they had to come back, you know, in the last minutes of the game. Tom Brady gets them there. Talk about a waste of all the work that Tom Brady did. To get them to that point, to tie that game at the end of the game, I mean they were behind, and Tom Brady gets them there, and yet you let that ball go to the other. I don't give a I don't give a rat's fat ass which way the wind was blowing, you know, or whatever the case may be, or whatever you did in the past. You got a hot hand in Tom Brady. You get him back out there, he gets at least a field goal for you. I, I'm I'm just totally missing on the on the play, and I don't know if I. I don't know if I want to go to the extent that he lost that game on purpose. I don't know, especially with the way they ended up tying that game. It didn't look like they were trying to lose that game at all. But maybe when it went to overtime, yeah. maybe that's when they said, "Forget it." I don't know, but God, that was a bad move, Jonathan. You know, to not take the ball in overtime. I just, I'm missing that.
3: I, I I thought you know, I thought, you know, looking at it I think Trump tried to o out coach himself is what wound up happening. Because uh, yeah. I understood where he was you know, the whole idea there was the whole look our offense has struggled all day. If our defense can make a stop here, we can get a much shorter field, uh, to drive and kick the game when he's skillful. I, I I got the logic behind it. Uh it was just that one pass interference call Malcolm from Butler on the on the third down. Uh, where yeah. he doesn't even call for that. They get the ball back. They get that shorter field. But I think Belichick was hedging on his defense, and it backfired. I think it ha- it would happen from time to time with those uh, to where, you know, they uh-huh. try to do something, and it backfired. That's all, that's all I think it was. I don't think there was anything truly malicious behind it. I just thought yeah. he out-coached himself at the
1: end of it. I'm I'm betting on Tom Brady if I'm betting on anything. If you if know yeah. my team late, late in the game, give him the ball, but – why well, has to happen? And I mean, I think the only team out of the AFC that can beat New England is Pittsburgh. And the only way they get in is if Buffalo can somehow find a way to beat the Jets tomorrow, which I think they will. And Pittsburgh beats Cleveland, Sonny. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think Pittsburgh's going to be lucky to get in the playoffs, but they're the only team out there that can beat New England. And I don't want to hear Denver. I don't want to hear Cincinnati. I don't want to hear any of these crappy teams. Kansas City, get them out of here. Pittsburgh's the only team that can beat New England.
2: The only thing I look at is is Kansas City. Okay, now and now that is a stretch. Now you've got to remember, you know, Kansas City has done an outstanding job. And by the way, Andy Reid doesn't get the coach of the year. He, someone's screwing the guy, okay? And someone's putting it to Andy Reid because you don't go nine games in a row after you lose your, your – your, really your only weapon on the offensive side of the ball. I'm sorry. Um, so they've won nine games in a row. Uh, I just don't want to bet against Kansas City. At all, that whole situation. Now, if Kansas City, now does Kansas City have an opportunity to get home field advantage in the in this thing? I, you know, I'm yeah, not sure. If I'm not sure. Yeah, if and they win, I think they
3: can play some division.
2: Yeah, if the, I'll tell you right now, it's first of all, it's hard to win in Arrowhead. Not only that, there's a playoff game in in Kansas City first round. That hasn't been there for a long time. So that that, that stadium's going to be rocking. Now, how they've been winning games is they've been getting some great defense in this football game at the right times. Now, I don't want to say they've been playing you know a full 60 minutes at defense. They're not. But th- when they've got to get the stops or get something to happen, whether it's on special teams or defense, that's where those games are being won. Alex Smith is doing exactly what he is. He's a game manager. Don't throw the ball over 15 20 yards in the air and you got an opportunity 80% of the chance uh, time to win the football games as soon as he starts throwing it over 20 yards they put themselves in a position for pick six and picks all the, all over the place they this year they after Charles went down Andy Reid found out every strength of every player on that and said, "Play that way. Don't get outside of what you're doing. Play to your strengths." That's the reason why they're on a nine-game winning streak right now. I think Pittsburgh and Kansas City are the only team that can beat them. But here's the thing: Kansas City, if they're going to play New England, they're going to have to do it over in the Meadowlands, and I just, or not the me, um, up in uh, uh, Reliance, yeah. wherever uh, New England plays, and I, that might not happen.
1: Foxborough, yeah, Yeah, that game would would be in Foxborough, and that's what I'm saying. Alex Smith going on the road in the playoffs and beating Tom Brady, not gonna happen. But Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, probably not. I mean, I
2: I can't believe
1: that Pittsburgh choked a game away last week against Baltimore.
2: I, I just they I gagged just don't a understand it, Sonny. They gagged a maggot, I don't and, get it. and and frankly, that was frankly that was Ben Roethlisberger's fault. I think he was forcing a lot of balls that he had no business, and he didn't need to either. And that was, <laughs> I think, that's what it was. I, I didn't think he needed to do that. You, you're an experienced quarterback when you're behind 14 points. Okay, you don't have to panic until it's time to panic. I think he just panicked us a little bit too early in that game, and he was making mistakes right and left out on that football field, and that was horrible.
1: I love Snoop Dogg's comments, Jonathan. Did you hear Did you see his? He went off about the the Ravens in that game.
3: I did, and I saw the Ravens shoot back really nice. with a picture of him uh, standing next to Ray Lewis uh, in Ravens gear, and when I Sweet. saw it, I went, uh, "Well, you
1: know what, Snoop, you've you've been had. Go ahead and sit back now." <laughs> he was. He says, and "I'll I'll tell you. I'll paraphrase what he said. He got on there in the a video, and he's like." You effing sorry, Ravens, why don't you just lay down, you sorry MFers, and let us win. You don't have nothing to play for. You always play us tough. And it's like those, <laughs> those division games, man. Those division games out there are hard, especially Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I don't care who their quarterback is. They're going to play you tough. and
0: It's just Every that, that
1: hardball mentality, man. But, but I mean, there's no drama really too much Sunday, guys. I mean, I like a lot of drama a well, week the last week of the season. Don't you? I mean, there's just not too much drama. It's just one one team, really, to me, Pittsburgh, are they going to get in, and the rest of it's feeding. I think Houston's going to win. I think they're in. But other than that, Sonny, there's just not much excitement.
2: So so, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Indianapolis, if they win and Houston loses, Indianapolis is not in. Is that the case? I mean, I don't know if how they when they head to head. I don't know what it is.
3: Indianapolis actually needs a lot of other teams to win, and it's weird. You can look up the situation. I can't remember what it is, but it, it was about ten games long. But it was interesting to see it because it, it what what would happen is if if Houston loses and Indy wins their tie. And then it comes down to tiebreakers and there's a bunch of tiebreakers that they'd actually need that actually revert back to the NFC. Uh, believe it or not. They, I, I believe the Colts actually need the Falcons to beat the Saints and some other stuff to happen for uh, well, that can happen the, for them to actually clinch. It, it's a very weird
2: scenario. But you're saying there's a look chance. At it. Yeah. Yeah yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, I, mean, yeah. I just
1: want to see the Panthers. I just want to see the Panthers in that one seat. That's all that really matters right now to me. But I just do not want to see Arizona get the one seed and, and be hard to beat. But but I'm telling you guys, Seattle's gonna lay down tomorrow. They could care less. They could care less because they have to play next weekend. So so tomorrow's their bye week. This is their reward. They're gonna they're by weeks tomorrow, or, or Sunday, really, and then they're going to get ready to go on the road. You can't tell me that they're going to go in there and try to win that Arizona game, give all that energy on the road, and then turn around and get back on a flight again next week and go on the road and play in the playoffs. I just think, no, I just don't think that's going to happen, Sonny. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but see, Seattle lays down an Arizona pistol whip something tomorrow. Or Sunday. Okay. I think thinking today, Saturday.
2: By the way, I just found out if Houston loses and Indianapolis wins, they will have a tie in the overall record. They split the head to head and a tie in the conference at six and six, and the record against the common opponents is six and six. So the next tiebreaker is strength <laughs> in victory okay so that, oh, and God. that's better to be described as a combination of records of the teams that they had beaten, so in this case, the Texans and the Colts. They have uh, they have three teams each that are non-common wins between them. The Texans have the Bengals, Jets, and Saints for 27 total wins, and the Colts have the uh, the Colts have the Broncos, Falcons, and Dolphins with 24 wins. So, I, I, you know, basically what Jonathan is saying is right. Indianapolis has got a is it, it's a very. Slim chance. First of all, they got to win, and then mm-hmm. you're right. It's they, there's a couple other teams that are going to have to win in order for that to end up happening. So it, it should be very interesting, but I don't think it's going to happen. So Texans, maybe they get a free game with Brian Hoyer to figure out how the hell they're going to win a first round. But going in with Brian Hoyer, oh god, I, that that's, that's sad.
1: Well, anything you guys want to talk about in the NFL?
2: on no, your mind right I, now as far as the NFL is concerned there yeah, i there there is one thing that i'm i'm really interested about or really interested about and the and the thing is is with what's going on this year and the excitement in the NFL i still am wondering how the NFL is planning to figure out to get a team over in LA I, I just, you know, I've been looking at all these games, and, you know, L.A. hasn't had a team forever. I don't know how they're going to bring in a team that if it's not the Chargers or the Oakland Raiders to generate any kind of excitement over uh, over there in L.A. I don't know if the Rams still have enough fandomonium to, to have the uh, Rams go over there, but I just don't understand why this is such a big push over there, and I, I don't know, maybe you can explain it to me.
1: I have no idea, Jonathan. You wanna you wanna take a stab at this one?
3: Yeah, actually, it's not really the NFL that wants to move a team to LA per se. Um, I don't think a league ever really wants to move a franchise unless you're in like Major League Baseball, to where you know you have like the Montreal Expos kind of situation. Um, but what it really boils down to is the owner of the Rams owns say, a whole lot of land over in Parker, California, which is just outside of LA. And he wants to do something with that land, and he would prefer to build an, uh, an NFL stadium out there. He doesn't want to be in St. Louis anymore uh, because they can't offer him a top-flight NFL stadium that he can build for just, uh, I believe, over a billion dollars. It'll rival the Cowboys as far as it goes a uh a uh, construction project for uh, an NFL stadium. So uh, I think at this point it's uh now it, it comes down to the Chargers and I don't think the Chargers really wanna be in LA I mean be in San Diego anymore. They've played in the same stadium since the inception. The the city will not does not want to give them funding to renovate it, upgrade it, anything of that sort of nature. So it's just become almost a little bit of a power struggle. And as far as the Raiders go, their stadium is a trash uh routinely. Uh, it has uh problems with plumbing where it backs up into the locker room and things of that issue. So they need a new stadium. The city of Oakland does not want to help them open the new stadium. So you have three teams vying for L.A. because it's in the most popular spot. Uh, the, my money is on St. Louis and San Diego are going to L.A. and Oakland's going to San Antonio. And the reason I say San Antonio is because the Davis family has good friends in San Antonio, Texas. So they have a lot of land and have kind of hush-hush committed So allowing them to buy the land and go to stadium there. So it's a real interesting conversation going on. I'm really intrigued by it because if the Raiders move out of Oakland, that would be the A's as the only major league franchise left there. And if they're not going to renovate that stadium, we can see the city of Oakland lose all three major sports franchises that they have within a matter of a couple of years. And that would just be something that's
1: unprecedented. Hey, hey eight, Jonathan, uh, I'm going to go to Big Dog here in the queue. But, yeah, Jonathan, you will go. you check your phone real quick just to make sure um, everything's coming in crystal clear, and I'm going to go to Big Dog. Big Dog, you're in California.
0: What, what, what's your opinion on this? Oh, well, it's, it's like what uh, uh scorekeeper always says. We're not getting a, a team for a while. There, there's too much going on. We're, we're always used as the bait, you know, saying, oh, if you don't give us what we want, we're going to leave you know the chargers are doing it the raiders are doing it um uh, the rams are doing it so they can get all the you know whatever they want but uh the truth be told the guys here that want to build the stadium want guarantees that there will be an NFL team and the NFL always counters back well you guys build the stadium first and then we'll talk about getting you a team so their their whole uh, the guy, the different guys that are doing the the stadium building are all saying no? We want guarantees. If they're gonna be, they're gonna be a, a team here. Not build it and then they'll come. No, we want them to come and then we'll build it. So that's where that's where the they're butting heads at. Um, but what I wanted to bring up was the playoff um, structure. If about the Texans and the Colts. Now I, I heard you guys talking about scenarios. Now, uh, unfortunately, I had to go to the Big Four. So I went to ESPN. They already have them as uh, the South champs because if the Texans lose and the Colts win, they will both be eight and eight, but I thought the next tiebreaker was divisional record and conference record like the NBA does. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Uh if that is true, the Texans have it because the Texans have a divisional record of four and one, Buffalo is three and two. Then if you go to the conference record, uh Houston is six and five and Buffalo uh is also six and five. So but I believe they have a you, it mean, on the Indiana,
1: divisional you mean Indianapolis. You mean Indian and uh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I thought
1: I thought if they won, they'd be tied. I thought like if like Houston lost and Indy won, they would be tied in. Yeah. In, they would be tied in uh, the conference. From
0: there. Uh huh. Okay.
1: Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: Oh no. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Houston's uh, divisional record is four and one, whereas the Colts' divisional record is three and two. So the, the Texans would get it on that. Now, if it went down to the conference record, the conference record for Houston is six and five, whereas the Colts record is five and six. So, but I guess they, if, if they were to lose, then I guess they would, they would tie on the conference. But divisional wise, right. uh, Houston would have the divisional wise. So I don't know if they go to conference first and then division, or division and then conference. Yeah, they. Well, I, they think it's, well, I
1: think it's division
0: first. Okay, so yeah, so, they, so then Houston has it outright then. So they're they're already they're already the number I guess number four spot.
1: No, not 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 at the moment. They're not showing them clinched a, a playoff spot just yet. Yeah, no, they
0: they they haven't clinched it but um uh even if they were to tie they would still they sh- should still be able to get in because they would have a better divisional record than the Colts would.
2: Yeah. Okay. Here here's the that's just split too on much that to think uh, about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> here's, here's the split on that. Now, cuz if Houston loses and Indy wins, they'll tie with the overall record. They'll split the head-to-head. Um so that's how they do it. They go to head-to-head. Then they go okay. to conference. If they go to conference, they'll be both 6 and 6. And then it's the yep. record against common opponents, which they would also be six and six. So the next tiebreaker is the strength of victory. So it's a, it's best described as a combination of the records of the teams you've beaten. So that's how they figure it out. So that's why it goes into a crazy scenario to where it even goes to the NFC side because of the teams that they played and how bad they beat them. So that's, it's, it's kind
0: of, you know, nuts. you
1: know, you know, how they should do yeah. it, Sonny, is, is, is if they tie, they should both teams should meet at midfield and have a fist fight <laughs> and see who wins and the winner, the winner, the winner wins the division. How about that? Let's Let's make it entertaining. Hell, imagine the ratings for that. Okay, Sunday or Monday morning <laughs> when you wake up, there's going to be a fifth fight at the fifty-yard line between these two teams. Come watch, God, that would be that, that would have more ratings than the Super Bowl. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's <in> a, <laughs> the highest-rated fight you've ever seen. I mean, it's most popular. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Horner would get his butt kicked, and Sonny would love that. <laughs> right, Sonny. I think I think Sonny's on mute, but but uh. I know uh, we, no, we don't. Ran
3: automatically because of JJ Watt though?
1: Yeah, I would put him <laughs> in just because. Of it. Yeah, JJ J- 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 J. 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 would clean house, but he? he would just, just start knocking people out. But I anyway, it's a lot of things got to got to happen. But you know, I mean, it's like it's the NFL. Something crazy is going to happen. But before we we move off the NFL, I just have one question for each of you. How is Tom Coughlin, Big Dog? How is he still employed? I mean, this guy sucks as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, just, I mean, how does he still have a job? I mean, it's like you talk about everybody else getting fired, but here's this old man that sucks, but he, he, he's untouchable. I, I just don't get it.
0: Well, see, he, he probably has the same uh, devil's, uh, you know, pact that he made, you know, as as uh, what's his face from San Diego a few years ago. You know, where he could never get fired. Schottenheimer? Was who Schottenheimer. Who I mean, Schottenheimer, I mean, he should, have, he should have been kicked out of San Diego years before he actually did. And, and Coughlin, I, I don't know, man. He, he's got something on somebody. That's why he's still employed. Yeah. Uh, funny, what do, got you, got
1: what do you think, on I mean, Tom Coughlin's terrible. I mean, every year no. they suck.
2: I, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how they could keep them employed. Black Monday, you know, we. We are just a little bit over the weekend away from Monday being a very, very interesting day in the NFL because I can see, I can see, I can see at least four coaches getting the axe on Monday, and it could even go up to six. It just all depends on who has pictures of who doing what to what farm animal, <laughs> and that's what it's going to boil down to. I really, honestly believe it. As
0: far as Coughlin concerned, I mean. The only reason I can see that they're still, they are still have him is because of his two Super Bowl wins. And, and But you can only rest on those laurels for so long. I mean, come on. Good idea. For like 10 years.
2: <laughs> well, they, I mean, look at this football team. I mean, they've lost, I think it was five games by three points or less, okay? Now, I don't know how you look at that. While we were in the game, or God, you weren't good enough to be. I mean, goodness gracious! (laughs) I mean, these games where they lost. I mean. The, the, that is huge. I mean, as far as what the the Giants are concerned, if you can't get over the hump to win the game, and your defense is playing somewhat okay, you got to be able to get those victories in order to 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 win this division. Good God, this division has a team that might go seven and nine and win this division. Every every coach in the NFC league should be fired. I mean, my God, that is horrible, <laughs> and that includes the team that won it and Jay Gruden. I mean, God, if you can't win more than seven games, you don't, First of all, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs, and second of all, you don't deserve to be a coach in the NFL.
1: Yeah, it's hard to take pride in Carolina uh, last year. They got they got in because their division sucked so bad, but we all knew they weren't going far. They weren't going to go far. Luckily, Arizona's quarterback, Carson Palmer, was hurt, and then he got thumped, you know, in that one. There needs to be a new rule, really. Screw the divisions. If you're not over 500, you're not in the – Not. I don't care about 500. If you're not over 500, you're not in the playoffs. It's that. That's simple, isn't it? I mean, just – you're not getting in. If your division's got a losing record, guess what? None of you are making the playoffs. Because the point is, is to get the best teams in. Right, Jonathan? I mean, you want the best teams in that deserve it, that fought their ass off for 17 weeks, and now you're awarding a team like Houston or Indianapolis that that, that or, or Washington or any of those teams like that. None of them should be in the playoffs.
3: Oh, I, I understand that point of view, and I definitely see where everybody's coming from. And, you know, but every once in a while, it's, just, it's an off year. And we all have to remember that Roger Goodell's wet dream. Is that everybody in the NFL is in a shape? That there is parity all the way across the board. You know that's that's all he wants. That's that's his ultimate goal. So I think at the end of the day, we just need to sit back and go. Well, I mean, at least the NFL's getting what they want.
1: No, uh, no, he 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 wants to prevent concussions. That's all he wants to do.
3: Well, I mean, stop spreading lies, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sonny, Sonny, have you seen the movie Concussion yet? Have you gone and seen it? I think Sonny's gone. Have you seen it, Big Dog, or Jonathan?
0: I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's really good, though.
1: Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Jonathan, you haven't been, have you? Since you haven't no, I, movies, mean, I haven't been to a movie since Teen Wolf came out. That one came
3: out, so I don't, I don't
1: <laughs> a teen, a teen, A Teen Wolf was on at the theaters the last time Jonathan went out to see a movie.
3: And <laughs> 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 it's I mean, like we not watching the Ted Godfather. And her name was Sarah. So.
1: <laughs> man, man, man. Well, Big Dog, have you been watching many of the bowl games?
0: Uh, here and there, just kind of, I would like him on the computer, I'll uh, have a background on the TV and stuff, but, uh, I know there's been a couple of big blowouts, uh, yesterday and yeah. today. I'm going to so. bring, and, yeah, uh, I'm going to bring Quinn
1: on in a minute, he's going to talk about his Notre Dame Fighting Irish getting boat raced, pistol whipped, and skull drugged by <laughs> Ohio State, we're going to get, we're going to get him on in a minute, i have just calling him didn't in the you, studio. Didn't you, you,
0: didn't you, call? you call, you called that the other day, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and Quinn got Did mad at me today because... Because I said that I didn't think they'd beat them by that bad. I thought they'd beat them by a touchdown or something. I just I just looked at the just started looking at everybody missing from Notre Dame, and it's just I just looked at Ohio State and looked in their eyes. What they you know they were pissed off that they weren't there, and and Notre Dame's a good football team, right, Jonathan? They are a good team, and Ohio State's just a little more talented right now and a a little less injury decimated.
3: I agree. I mean, I think if Notre Dame is fully healthy, they're a playoff team, uh, because then they wouldn't be down to a redshirt freshman back up at quarterback. Uh, I think, you know, honestly what happened today was that the injuries caught up with them because, you know, was very talented. do Elliott ran, ran his tail off. He obviously was on a mission today. And that that it is what it is. Thanks for blowing up my parlay. Um, I hit everything but that. Thanks, Notre Dame.
1: Well, I have Ole Miss and Georgia left to hit mine. But before I bring Quinn on right here, he's on hold for five minutes, I'm going to get y'all's opinion. And, Big Dog, you probably didn't see this, but Boza getting ejected. Now, am I crazy for saying that's like the worst call I've seen all year to eject a player for that kind of tackle? Johnson, the best player on the field gets ejected for a clean tackle, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I'm going to live by that.
3: Uh, yeah, it wasn't the worst, call because I've seen some pretty bad ones and some Florida State games <laughs> this year going on. I mean, USF's middle linebacker got ejected against Florida State, and he had no business being ejected. It was actually the same hit that Bosa got ejected for. So it's very frustrating to see it. They need to figure out a way to streamline and
1: correct this targeting rule because it's gotten out of hand. And Quinn, Quinn, I don't think it was even now, – now here's the deal. Just say – it was a penalty. Don't eject the guy, but that wasn't even a penalty in my opinion. Do you, do you really think that was targeting? By definition, it is. If you're going to get mad, get mad at the NCAA and have them rewrite the rule. I'm mad at I'm mad at you, Quinn. I'm mad at you. I'm not getting mad at the NCAA. <laughs> you uh, you and still I,
3: have
1: I, to and watch I the godfather. Say, and then.
3: I wouldn't say Notre Dame got bolt-raced and pistol it. They came back and they <laughs> fought that game.
1: They they, they got it I, a know, I know. I was joking with you. I was just trying to get you heated, man. You know I like Damn. Notre Dame. You know i You know I like Notre Dame, Quinn. You know I've been yeah. pulling for him here here lately. I, I, I actually do. I, I don't. Yeah, I but like I do Brian want Kelly to personally
3: thank. I do want to personally thank Michigan State for for taking the embarrassment off of what Notre Dame had three years ago, and they got even more embarrassed by
1: Alabama. So I like to thank Michigan State. Well, I'm going to tell you this, and, and look, we've had debates about this, and and, and my buddy Gabe Costner, you, you saw it a few weeks ago, guys, where he came on my uh, uh, way in sports, and he was like, Notre Dame should be in the playoffs right now. Michigan State shouldn't be here. Look. I agree. Ohio State's better than Michigan State. They are. Ohio State's a better team, but they lost to Michigan State. They lost their conference. So you had to put Michigan State in there. But I guarantee you, had Ohio State been in that game last night against Alabama, it wouldn't be a thirty eight to nothing game. It may be a thirty one to twenty four game, Jonathan. Or something like that. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a blowout like this. Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. I think Michigan's the second best team in the Big Ten. I think Michigan State's the third. And I think Iowa's the fourth. You see Michigan State get pistol whip thirty eight to nothing. Iowa's skull drug until Stanford called off the dogs. That's the Big Ten championship game. Northwestern gets beat seventy points today, like I called. I mean, this is ridiculous, the Big Ten right now. I mean, it's it's a joke. It really is. It's a joke.
3: Yeah, they they sold us a fat you know, a bat bill of goods. Uh, you know, they they looked decent during the regular season. We saw, you know, a bunch of teams with good records and, and good non conference wins from a couple of them and you're like, Oh yeah, the big ten, that's the you know, I think you guys are liars. You <laughs> lied to me. I, I I feel I'm hurt because you lied to me. Like the only Cowherd was I the biggest one, though. Yeah. Cowherd said, "Listen,
1: you better good." Cowherd well. said because Connor Cook was an NFL quarterback, they would beat Alabama, but my post last night before the game is like, "I've got a feeling Alabama is about to boat race these fools." And they did, man. They came out and just thanked them. And then and then here's Coward and all these idiots uh, ESPN on Oklahoma, Oklahoma! Oh, how great they are! And I have said it first. They didn't. They play, and played nobody. They lost to Texas. All their big wins were against backup quarterbacks. And Clemson spanked that butt last night for them. And I'm I'm just tired of ESPN thinking they know they know more than everybody. Go to my bowl picks, ESPN, Herb Street, and all you fools out there to have a an agenda. Go! I, I tell the truth. I don't care. I don't have to say what what's what you want me to. I'll tell you the truth, Sonny. I don't I don't have to. To, to beat or play to your little fiddle there. I'll say what I want to say and everybody at ESPN pissed me off talking about how great Oklahoma was. Ohio State with well, a bitch like one last night.
2: Yeah, I think you're right and, and and it does get to the fact of agenda and if you're buying what ESPN is selling, then you need I, I, I really honestly think that you need to open up your own ears and your own eyes and do a little research. Now, that Thank having you. been said, I, you know, that's not very hard to do by using ESPN stats, for God's sake. So you know, and and not only that, I, you know, we talk about it all the time. The, I don't even listen to talk radio hardly anymore because I'm so tired of the alignment on whatever they're trying to push, and, you know. Especially down here in Dallas, all I hear—I mean, Dallas was god awful all year long because they didn't have Romo. Oh, but we got a chance, and they're just living to die on it, man. It's unbelievable when you can when when you just cannot take a look at the fact that you don't have Tony Romo in the lineup. Is it any great big shock to, he only won one game out of nine that he wasn't in there. And if it is a shot, good. God, what team are you consistently watching? Because the Dallas Cowboys for the last eight years have been nothing but a 500 team in reality. They had two good seasons, one where Wade was on whatever he was on, and, and then last year they went you know, 13-3, and three, but they fall back down to reality when they lose the reason why they're going to win games, and that's one thing. If Dallas does not get their heads out of their ass and find themselves a the backup quarterback, we say the number one one position on a football field is the quarterback, and our show says the most second most important position on the football field is your backup quarterback they didn 't do it and but the thing about Dallas is is that they completely screwed up in their draft pick for the last three years before they picked offensive linemen to protect their quarterback. Well, guess what? They didn't go offensive linemen. They didn't protect their quarterback. Two broken collarbones later, and they're not in the playoffs. Something tells me that whoever decided to take over, Jerry, this year on the draft, you dropped the ball and didn't see what success that you were building in order to have Tony Romo be the guy he was going to be. And then, of course, if you asked Jerry Jones if he had $16 million and you could be in the playoffs, would you pay it to me? Yes, you would. That's what they should have gave. DeMarco Murray and they dropped the ball on that too.
1: Where the hell did you come from, Sonny? I'm talking about college football
2: here. <laughs> I don't know. How did I get how did I get moved to it? I don't Sonny, know. She's... Sonny's
1: got Sonny's got some damn anger about these Dallas Cowboys. That's what it is. It's like me, I'll come back to Alabama
2: football on, every, <laughs> on, I'm just, on everything. I'm just but... tired of hearing the mo I'm just tired of hearing the mainstream <laughs> media and even locally. It's disgusting, and, and ESPN feeds it to everybody, and everybody acts like you know they haven't eaten in a week, and they got a hold of a Ritz cracker, and they're demolishing it, going, "That's the best cracker I ever had." I think Eddie Murphy you're did right. that or something, but it, it's you're, you're it's right, unbelievable. Sonny, you're right. They, they, I forgot they, what they, I was talking about, people, about. the media, and that's what you were doing. Yeah, people My buy bad. into what the media is <laughs> selling. Yep, and and and, and, and Dallas Wait. Cowboys, they fought for it the hardest. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Quinn, Quinn's on this show. Quinn was—he's all about Oklahoma's gonna blow him out. Quinn, why in the hell did you think Oklahoma was gonna beat Clemson? I just want to know.
3: <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just wasn't impressed with Clemson all year. I thought they were scraping by teams. I was still a little pissed off about the Notre Dame game because Notre Dame <laughs> should have won that game. And you know what I said? There well, it Oklahoma, is. Let's look. Oklahoma's look good, I think Oklahoma will do it. And props to Clemson. Well, I think that's the best Clemson has looked all year.
1: And well, I mean, the problem with Oklahoma win it to all. me is, is I think Mayfield, Jonathan, has screwed him up, really. I think him running his mouth is the victim all, all month. And, and just looking at him with that long hair. What What, what is it with Oklahoma quarterbacks having that long hair? What is that about? <laughs>
3: I mean, I, I I think that first sack you took from uh, Shaq Lawson. I think that was that right there it was Victor decimation. Went, ah crap, what did I do? Because he got hit pretty hard, and everybody doing that hit had that little extra oomph in it because he had been running his mouth all week. And we saw Clemson come out the locker room, and they were running their mouths. They were they were jabber at him and said, "We are gonna come get you." And they came and got him. That Clemson defense ain't no good. I was trying to tell y'all. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell y'all, I, I, I got to watch you when they were at full scene against Florida State. That that defense ain't no joke. I mean, all I have goes by any stretch of imagination, I think we saw that against Houston. But, I mean, Clemson's got a very, very, very good football team. That team scared me from day one, and it still scares
1: me. Oh, I'm coming to you now, Jonathan. I mean, your Florida State Seminoles, you said they were going to be ready for that the Houston Cougar team in the Chick-fil-A bowl at noon here in Atlanta, Georgia. After playing after playing in a national championship game, after playing in the final four, you really thought Florida State was gonna be up for Houston? Come on.
3: I, I did, no, and and you the side of reality is they were up for that game. If you watched, you know, up until McGuire got hurt They were up for that game. That was, I mean, the bias in me said lay the seven points. The realist in me said I should have taken the seven. uh, Because Houston's a very good football team. They're an excellent football team. And I knew that going in, but I was so confident that Florida State was just going to get at them. They did a great job of obtaining Galvin Cook. Their defensive line embarrassed our offensive line. And when McGuire came back, because J.J. Constantino was a a joke show, you know, he didn't look right. He made three terrible reads. And it wasn't that he couldn't make, I mean, he underthrew one of the interceptions. He underthrew the ball. But there the other three, he read the routes wrong. And that bothers me more than anything. How did you screw that up? And this is why at Florida State, if you heard it all year, they kept saying, wait till next year, just, just, just wait until we get ourselves a quarterback that we're involved with. And now I'm sitting there going, I can't wait to see a quarterback. I'm in love with. I wasn't in love with Sean. I wasn't any stretch of imagination. And this is just that game. That game made me cry. And um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Well, well, I mean, you know, it's all about the quarterback, and I just think motivation's big. Like Sonny said, who's trying to get paid? Who? I mean, what? What? What is your motivation to play these bowl games? Unless you're in the final four. It really doesn't mean much. it's all about pride. Exactly. It's all about getting your getting yourself noticed. And it's like Auburn had a few players wanting to go to the NFL. All of a sudden, they played their butt off. All of a sudden, for the first time this year, decided they wanted to win a game and look good so they can go to the NFL. Piss on them. Get them out of here. I don't. I mean, if you want to go to the NFL that bad, go. I, I don't. I don't want to see you. But but the ACC is K- taking a beating this this bowl season. Go ahead, Quinn.
3: Oh, I just wanted to bring up the bowl matchups and how uh, how some of these bowl matchups would have looked better. I think putting Northwestern and Florida up against each other, and Michigan oh, and Tennessee up against myself. each other,
1: would have been. Better. <laughs> if I had well, to watch because, Florida Northwestern because, play. I would have. I would be dead. If I had to watch that game. Well, be, because
3: because Northwestern. Everyone knew Northwestern do- doesn't have the athletes to compete with Tennessee. And while Northwestern's defense has
1: done pretty good all year, and Florida doesn't have an offense, so I
3: you're mean, right. at least it wouldn't have been a blowout.
1: You're right. I think Tennessee-Michigan would have been a great game, Sonny. I mean, you're a Michigan fan. Uh, I think Tennessee would have beaten Michigan right now, but, but Quinn's right. I mean, you put Tennessee up against Northwestern, blowout. You put Michigan up against Florida blowout when you could have easily aligned it. Where Northwestern and Florida would have been a three to two game and and Michigan and Michigan and Tennessee would have been a damn nice game.
2: Well, I I think I agree with you as far as that's concerned, but you know, I, I don't like Michigan getting the big bowl win like they did today. and, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Is is because you know, I think they beat Florida by, what, three or four touchdowns today. It, 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 whatever it was, it was was ugly. And I, I don't want to see Michigan win a crap bowl like that. I want to see them fight in that bowl so they know come next year they're going to be ready. I don't like them going into that bowl game and winning as big as they did because I think it puts the football team at a disadvantage come next year because they think that they can win. And now, granted, they've had some big wins this year. They had some bad losses this year. But you usually wrap it up on how really good you are as a football team at what you did in the bowl. And when they got that I, I I don't know what the score was, but the Michigan blew Was it Florida? I think they played. They 41, yeah, about
1: 41 to 7 or something.
2: yeah. I, I think yeah. I think that actually hurts them in reality going into next year unless Jim Barbaugh can go up to each one of them and say, listen, we're not all that good, and and they got to get it out of these kids. Oh, so he I will. Go, well, you know, we had a 41-7 oh, to seven win in the bowl. He you know, will. I don't know. Hopefully he can get that well, done. Sonny, I just don't like well, seeing it. Sonny, I
1: think you're right on some teams, but like, for instance, I'll give you an example of Bobber. You know they they had high expectations this year. They were overrated, had some quarterback struggles, defensive struggles. But as the year got went on, Auburn got a lot better. A month off, their defense shut down the number one NFL prospect, shut him down to 100 yards passing. Held a defense or an offense is 540 a game to 200. I think that kind of positive momentum would help a team like Auburn that underachieved. Where Michigan really overachieved in a way, and now with that big bowl exactly. win, they're going to be even more cocky. I, I see what you're saying, Jonathan, You agree with that, don't you?
3: I mean, I see. I see what he's saying at the same point in time. We're talking about Jim Harbaugh and Hecko, uh, and you know he's a pretty good coach to be able to keep the team grounded and focused. Uh, and you want to you want to go into the next season with some positive momentum. And it's the whole look. We just smashed the number two team in the SEC. We're, we're They're, not the I, 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 They're not the number two team. They're
1: well, not the number two team. You SCC. and I both the know
3: that. But that's team. where they wound up. So, just, just <laughs> go with it. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Harbaugh is, is going to be: it's, "Look, who we just beat. Look how badly we beat them." You guys underachieved this year. Next year, we got to get to where we need to be because Harbaugh is going to use his coaching experience of look. We should have been in the playoffs. The fact that we had to go to this ballgame and smack somebody up really bad, it's embarrassing. And I think that's what's going to be the, the coaching message.
1: And an update real quick. Ole Miss goal dragging Oklahoma State 24-3 to in the second quarter. I mean, this is I that. Big 12 football getting their ass kicked right here <laughs> in New Orleans. I mean, all these Big 12 oh. fans all about Oklahoma State going to hang 50 on them. They're going to... They're going to hang 50 on Ole Miss, big dog. I don't know if you watch Southern football or Big 12 football, but turn it over to ESPN and watch a bitch slapping going
0: on. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd, I'd rather hear you talk about it. It makes me laugh more. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is,
1: it's crazy. I mean, some of these people on ESPN, I mean, I'm just
0: – I'm calling all these
1: shows. I'm calling Colin Coward. I'm going to try to get in. He won't let me in if I call properly and tell him, you need to stick to uh, soccer or whatever it is you <laughs> like best because college football is is not what you're good at picking, College, And he'll hang up but on college, me and he'll go off about, I'm from the South and I'm stupid and, and all this stuff. That's all he'll say.
2: Yeah, in college football, he's not good. I, I will hand it to him in the NFL. He's more yeah. right than wrong in the NFL. He, he does. I mean, no one knows the college game. It's too like, I, and I and I said this on my show, there are just too many damn teams. There are just too many damn different personalities on the team. And, and, you know, if you get the consistency of a team that can go completely undefeated, great, and wonderful. But once you get into two lost teams, you know, everybody wants in. That's why it has to be eight games. I mean, even TCU right now, I think they're bitching that they didn't get in at 10-2, and two, but they just lost their quarterback. By the way, how can you be the quarterback yeah. of TCU? <laughs> (laughs) and go out and get hammered and then go try to pick a fight with a cop. And it tells me right there, there's something wrong with this dude. Where is your – by the way, where's the coach? Gary Patterson is probably the problem with this in reality. How do you let your quarterback end up in a freaking bar out of all places, okay, San Antonio, okay, and you let your guy get out into a bar? How Selfish is that as a player and as a coach, you have to put a stop to that kind of you shit. You not how I don't it
3: happened, though, right? What happened was they did the midnight bed check, and he was there. And then apparently about half an hour later, him and his teammate snuck out. I mean, it's amazing that they had they decided to go to that length to go out. But, yeah, I mean, the whole situation is ridiculous. Um, I, I, I think if you look at it as a whole, you go, how did this happen? And then you sit there and go, Thank God he's a senior because you ain't gonna deal with that ever again.
2: Exactly. Well, I heard it a little bit different. I heard that boykin got a little bit mad when the cop told him to do the Pee Wee Herman on the bar, and he just didn't get his knees up high enough, and he got pissed and he hit the hit the cop. That's what I heard. I, now I don't know if there's any truth to it or not. So anyway.
1: hold on, buddy. What,
2: buddy? What are you talking about? The Pee Wee Herman had, had on he, the bar. Am I the only one yeah, that's seen Pee Wee Herman do the I've do the thing no, in the bar? No, I've, I've no, I've, I've
1: seen that. But is that what the cop asked him to do? No, yeah, that's. I, I was just making
2: a joke. <laughs> yeah, the cop asked <laughs> I know, him to do the cop asked him to do the Pee Wee Herman. He got pissed because he thought his knees were high enough like Pee Wee's were when he did it. And the cop said, "You know, you suck." But, <laughs> but, but Sonny,
1: Sonny, Sonny, had TCU been in? been in the playoff, do you think this would have happened? And if it I, if it well, had happened, absolutely. just think of the disaster. Just think of the disaster.
2: Well, I think it would. If it can happen here, I mean, this is a 10-2 football program, okay? And you say what you want about TCU and, you know, who they play and everything. They still ended up 10-2. That's not a bad fo- – that is not a bad football season at all on any level. And I don't care – about, you know, all this, that's why, like I said, that's why it has at least be eight games, uh, you know, eight teams in it. That having been said, if you're Gary Patterson, okay, and you can't keep him calm for for, what is this, the Alamo Bowl or whatever the hell it is, I, how how do you how are you going to keep them in line going into a national championship game if you can't keep them in line to go to oh yeah the Valero Alamo Bowl you know yeah there's a big one for you I mean you, you can't control your players in a crap bowl how are you going to control it going for a national championship uh, yeah, it's a combination of the kids' fault there no question Gary Patterson can't hold these guys' hands at all but I will tell you if you're going if you're TCU you're going Fort Worth. Down to to um to San Antonio. If you can't keep a control on your kids and the night before the night before the game or two nights before the game, then you as a coach, you've got a problem. You got to get a handle on your players and know where they are. And for you know, um, things, tell your players stay out of the bars. I mean, I, that, that's the not club. the hardest thing to tell a kid. I I don't know.
0: Maybe it's can me. I piggyback oh, off me. that.
1: Yeah, Quinn, go ahead.
3: I mean, you have to set a statement. I mean, just today, a key player for Notre Dame, defensive tackle, had to go, had to, got set, couldn't play, and pretty much got set home because of a team violation, which was probably being late for a meeting. Another guy got set home earlier in the week because he, he, he broke curfew and he was late. I mean, that's what you have to set. I mean, that's the accountability you have to hold the guys. Even yep. if you break a team violation, you're going yep. home. Yeah,
1: like Sabin did it too. Sabin did it. Uh, yeah. There was one of their their best players on defense. One of them got in a fight with another defensive player, and they said, "Get the hell out of here! You're going home, man." This, I mean, you know, we're 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 here on a business trip. We're not.
2: Did we, did we just lose Charvin? I think so. I believe I so. Th- I think we so maybe when he gets back in, we'll get him back in here. But but you you right you got to set a precedent. I think in reality, when you look at your players, and you're the coach, you're the leader of this team. It's not the quarterback. It's not the players. You're the leader of this. You got to have a grip on. You know, granted, how many fifty three, sixty three kids? You still got to be able to put the fear in God in God in these kids. That if they screw up, you're not gonna you're not gonna be here. You're not gonna celebrate with us if we win. And I. Think by setting a precedent at every school. You break even the smallest rules. We're not interested in hearing your nonsense. Now, granted, there's there's going to be a time and a place where you give a guy a slide if they're running a couple minutes late to a meeting. You know that? Okay. But if you miss a meeting or you go get arrested, you you assault a police officer. You hit a, you hit, yeah, to you hit a police home. officer. But,
1: but, but Sonny Cuervo was talking about, I wish he would call it because – he was talking about that he thought that he would still play in this game. And I was like, there's no way he's going to play in the game. He's in jail right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why Cuervo thought he was going to play. That's what I don't understand.
2: Well, I understand what he was saying. He was saying this This is all about, okay, it, it's all about winning and the pressure. But I, I, I don't think he understands Alamo who Bowl. Gary Patterson is. I don't think he – well, the pressure of winning. Gary Patterson will, will will sit you down in a heartbeat if it is the Gary Patterson uh, that I know. Okay? He don't care who you are. You're not going to be above this team. And if you do something like what Boykin yeah. did, um, that you're not going to play in this game. And I don't know what the official announcement will be or has been, if it has been. But there's no way Boykin's playing in this game if I know Gary Patterson the way I think I do. Well, so but but other teams that are playing. under so much pressure to have no, the number not. one guy not being out on the football field, they they almost have to play him because of the pressure of winning and what it means to the school. And I get call, where he was going, Urban Meyer. Well, Sunny, uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know if you saw. I don't know, Sunny, if you saw what happened in the Auburn-Memphis game afterwards. Did you? I did not. Well, let me tell you what happened. The the defensive dude that picked a couple of passes off during the game, after the game they got beat 31-10. to 10. They got molested in Birmingham. And, and really they did get molested. Uh, he goes after – he wants a game ball after the game. He thinks he's Cam Newton. He goes and knocks down a, a member of the staff of Auburn, pushes him down to the ground, rips the ball out of his hand, runs to the tunnels <laughs> shooting birds to the crowd. And then Memphis says, "Well, we're kicking him off the team." Well, the guy's a senior. I mean, wow, that's 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 real good. Kick him off the team. It was his last game. You dumbass.
3: <laughs> well, also from what I understand, by getting kicked off the team, he also loses his scholarship for uh, the spring semester. So, I mean, if he's not already well, graduating, um, he won't um, be able to I'm graduate.
1: sorry. I'm sorry. His his his. His, his 1.2 GPA is not going to get a job. <laughs> 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 I mean,
3: it's, the it's, whole situation is to, a joke. This a guy joke. was such
1: a, a punk. I mean, you do that. That's assault to me. And I i mean, I'm from the South, and assault usually means teeth falling out, blood, something. But to me, this day and age, you knock some guy to the ground that's this, not a football player. It's not wearing a helmet and pad. Sonny. You knock him to the ground to hurt him. You rip the ball out of his hands. Isn't that? I mean, not having arrested with you. Well,
2: you know, there's a lot of things that a lot of things that happen out on the football field that you know a cop should be involved with, and they're not. You know, it's that you know, it's that old traditional game. You know, you know, it's part of the game. It's the unwritten rules. You know. You know about how things like that happened. You know, yeah. One of these days, someone's going to stand up and say, "Listen, that's not part of the game," and I want him arrested. Sooner or later, it's well, going to happen. It hasn't happened as of what I know, um, but it, sooner or later, it's going to happen.
3: Last I heard, the game manager has not yet decided if he's uh, pressing charges on the player or not. I guess that's still up in the air. The the Memphis police, I uh, not Memphis, the Birmingham police said.
1: Well, rest of we get the okay. You think about two cities, Birmingham, Memphis. You put those. I mean, those are the nastiest two cities in America, probably. I mean, (laughs) I work, I work downtown Birmingham, and I about got mugged every day I went to work, walked to lunch, I go get a hot dog, and I get gang raped. Um, (laughs) Memphis is, is just as bad. I mean, God Lord. I mean, I just here's the deal. First of all. Memphis. After last year, they got in a brawl with BYU. I don't know if y'all remember that or not, Jonathan. I think you or Quinn. Did. One of you jogged, yeah, you jogged my memory, Quinn, about that. First of all, you shouldn't be able to play in a bowl the next year, and here we are again with Memphis. When, when, when are you going to get the clue? Memphis shouldn't be invited to a bowl game for a few years. What do you think about that, uh,
3: Quinn? <laughs> I don't know. It just it just sounds like they got a lot. Guys with character issues on the team, and you to figure that out. I don't know if you go to the extreme of not inviting them
1: to a bowl game. Well, mm. if, if if you don't have kids without character, you're not going to win, though, Sonny. I mean, that's that's really the truth. You're not going to win with a a squeaky clean team, are you? You got to have some Miami thug in you to to be able you, to you, win you, some championships.
2: You gotta you gotta have the thug. But here's the thing. It's how you control the thug. you got to control him. I mean, you, there's <laughs> got to be a way. It, it, believe me, it, 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 the reason why the NBA is unwatchable is because there's no thugs anymore, okay? That's why it's on the, you, you barely touch anybody, you get a foul. There's, you know, you've got to be able to thug it up in order to gain my interest. The same thing in football. I mean, you've got to be able to thug it up in the right way. And there is a right way of doing it. And guess what? Football players know that. It goes to that unwritten rule. If you know how to thug it up the right way, they'll respect you for it. More so than go, oh, you're just being a thug. No, no, no. They go, hey, congratulations, you thugged that up. Perfect. You did it the right way. There's There's certain things that people will look at as far as, you know, bad behavior, if that's what you want to call it. But if you want to call the thugs, you know, the thugs, I think, are some of the most valuable players on any given sport, mm-hmm. whether it's hockey, basketball, you know, it, there's no such thing as a thug in baseball, because they're all a bunch of wusses. So, you know, I but know football and, and, and here's is the deal It's
1: not race-related. It's not race-related. I just want people to know we're not talking about right. race. We're talking about... We're talking about Bill Lane beer, kind of thuggish, kind of, yeah. I'll well, kill you. Well, Hockey, I'm got, rid hockey yeah. got rid of the goon.
3: Hockey got rid of the goon. The goons now are not people that are like Brad Marchand from Boston Bruins is who you would consider a thug as far as Hockey goes. And, yeah, he's the most hated player in the league, but NHL is doing their best job to get rid of that. And as as that's happened, I think hockey's no more enjoyable. Um, He's
2: only the really most agree. hated from other teams, though, Jonathan.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I, I watched the, you know, Blackhawks are really my team. I, the Lightning are my hometown team, so I watch both of them pretty heavily. And I will say, neither one of them got an enforcer like they used to be. Uh, right. The, the NHL's kind of pushed that out. Yeah, do you need a physical presence to let, hey, you know, don't, don't lay that hit. Don't lay that. I mean, but you want talent. And I think that's the bigger thing now is, Oh, and a lot of these sports they got away from the guys who were just considered your 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 cornermen, because you want talent out there now. The San Antonio Spurs want talent on the floor. So that's why they don't right. go out and, and get somebody new. I mean, look at the Sacramento Kings with the Marcus Cousins. The Marcus Cousins is a very talented player, but a lot of people don't want to touch him because he's so volatile. You know, so right. I think at the end of the day, people now value talent. Over they do the guys who are the the hard-ass. I mean, we saw in the Clemson-Oklahoma game where there were some drawing back and forth, and there were a couple slaps thrown, and nobody really did anything. Then we saw in the Alabama-Missouri State game, Kenyon Drake pulls out the greatest flop of all time on the sidelines trying to steal that after from from, uh, DiCaprio. So, I mean, it, it just depends. It varies, but I think a lot of teams now just, they want talent more than they want somebody who they know that can enforce a rule.
2: Hey, if you're going to bitch slap like a bitch, you know, you shouldn't be in a fight. You know, that <laughs> even if you're no. like a girl, I, really I don't like want to see it. It's almost well, embarrassing. So, you're, do you really want to punch a helmet?
3: I'm not a helmet. I'll protect the uh-huh. hand. You know, I mean, if you want to get started about it, rip the helmet off and do some damage with it, Kyle Turley. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, that's what that's what you do. Hey, hey, Sonny, I, I got I forgot to tell you. I don't know if you heard though. I know the I know the reason Carolina lost last week now.
2: To the uh, Falcons, it, it, Cam Newton it, had a baby
1: it? this past weekend. Cam Newton had oh, a son gosh. born. His name is his hey, name. Sebastian mean, Brian, and, what's the name and, of his and son?
3: And what did he name his son? Son? chosen? Chosen, chosen. chosen. Uh, 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 <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> uh,
0: it's really, Sebastian
2: I didn't and... know that. If I yeah, would have known funny, that, I would have.
1: Ex- <laughs> the mother is an exotic dancer at the club.
2: Are you kidding me? Are you, you <laughs> put no. put in my leg, right? No, I promise. No. no. Oh, that's his girlfriend. I don't know how
3: to baby with a stripper and named his son chosen. Uh, you can't get much better than that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's it's the well, if stripper. I would have known, known that, I would have picked against him. Yes.
0: No. No, no uh, not Brian. It, no, Brian, It's chosen. No, it's chosen. He named the baby chosen. I thought it was yeah. Sebastian. No, chosen. He named the baby the ch- chosen. No, chosen one. His name
2: exactly. is exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, oh my what god. What happened to the? Hey, well, how about how <laughs> about just names? Well, how about a good name like Mike? What <laughs> ever happened to getting names like Mike? How about Ryan? <laughs> How about a Brian? Brian yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, but no, you got to you know, what, what, What's Kardashians naming their kids or, 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 or some other, some <laughs> well, other goofball I guess, name? I guess it's
3: not as bad. I guess Chosen isn't as bad as Kanye and Kim naming their kids North. And no, Chosen's going as to get his ass kicked
1: in school. Chosen's going to get his <laughs> butt, butt kicked in God. school is what's going to happen.
3: Hey, yeah, if, um, if he goes undrafted deal. as an athlete, does he change his name to Unchosen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, when he's no when he's in school, all the kids are going to be rallying. When someone's getting ready to get their ass kicked, they're going to say, "Who's getting their ass kicked? Oh, you're chosen." Oh, <laughs> <but>
1: first, first <laughs> listen, listen to this guy. Listen to happened. this. The, don't you don't you look at the athleticism, the the way she can dance on the pole. The way he can move on the football field, and she and she, oh, she has more tattoos goodness. than Dennis Rodman. She has more talent <laughs> or tattoos than Dennis Rodman does. So, what was, so her he's what was her name? Again? To Mama. I think her, her name? stripper name? Was Hazel. Ha- Hazel? Hazel or something.
0: <laughs> really? You're kidding? Yeah. Hey, do no. they still
2: name kids Hazel these days? Oh my God! You're kidding. It's a stripper name. Yeah, you got a It's a stripper are a millionaire. Oh,
1: that's right. You're, you're, okay. I, but here's the deal. How dumb do you have to be, first of all, to be an NFL player, a quarterback with millions, going, getting a, an exotic dancer pregnant? I mean, I mean how dumb do you have to be Cam too. Newton? Well, that, I'm, that I'm that graduate is, the, the, with the Cam's 1.2 grade average. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, had a, well, no, he I mean, had a 3.5. I guess Cam
3: saw similarities. Because just like she gets paid for her talent, he got paid for his talent in college. So I guess you saw a lot of similarities going on there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jonathan, I'm I, I'm 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 glad you uh, I'm glad you know more than the FBI knows and the NCAA knows. Hey, you know, there's a, some of the things. Sometimes I just know certain things. You know, just like the FBI doesn't want to admit that. You know. He was a processor. Or Bear Bryant was a processor.
1: Every once in a while, we weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, <laughs> <I'll>, Quinn, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn. I want to ask you a question, Quinn. Uh, Quinn, I want to ask you a question. Do you think Cam Newton got paid to play at offer? All I'm saying is, th- they did a thorough search and found nothing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I have proof he got paid. Okay. But I'm not going to go out there and say that. No. Oh, I do. Seriously, I know the person that told me how he did it. Or, I mean, he didn't do it personally, but not, told me exactly how the money was moving. If you think I'm going to sit here and say it on this uh, on this show and get my team in trouble, I'm, I'm not up, going to do it. Go on, but the, on the
3: SB Nation and look up the Bagman. It's a great article about bagmen who all they do is pay for players. That's all All their job is, is here's a bag of money, give it to the player, and he's coming to the school. <laughs> here's a bag of money. This kid's enrolling in this <laughs> online college that you're now running. Okay, get him A so he can be eligible. It's a great article. I suggest everybody read it. It's The bag man. it's uh It was on sdnation.com. And, and it and happens
0: it a everywhere.
3: Of it
2: happens everywhere. Kia yes, Proctor is her name. Here yeah, it is. Uh, I found it. Kia. She was named name? after a piece of shit vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Kia. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a I mean, Hazel. that's Kira almost like naming it. her Hyundai, even though I drive a Hyundai. That that's just dumb. I mean, God, what, you, a, a Kia? What, was she born in the back of a, car, a Kia or something? What the hell is that? no? That's, I, no,
0: she wasn't born there. That's where she was conceived. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, oh. So Cam, 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 Cam's supposed to be this
1: big. Cam's supposed to be this big Christian dude, and I guess he spends all his time at the
2: club, <laughs> and, knocking yeah, out yeah, strippers yeah yeah the yeah. big Christian you know you, you know I love the hypocrisy, you know oh but hey you know every he 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 he's probably one that everybody deserves forgiveness, so you know you know again, you know, I don't know how much she makes on this and hey as as a as a parent, I know my first job, and Chris Rock said it, my job is to keep my daughter off the pole, that's it <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and off the street.
1: But 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 Cam's dad's a preacher, right? And he, he just recorded on the phone call saying it's going to take 180 thousand to get his son's signature. What kind of Christian man would do that? You know, what I mean, <laughs> I, hate I don't the know. Maybe I'm just that's <laughs> how Christianity
3: works, Frank. Yeah, I
1: mean, but well, I'm a Christian, there. but I sin more than all of you combined every day, probably. But I still live a pretty decent life, you know, I don't go out and do crazy stuff like screw exotic dancers and get them pregnant and do all that, which, well, well, see, that, see, that's
3: why you haven't lived a fun life, Brian,
2: you gotta you got, you know that, <laughs> only the bad die old, see,
1: we, so that's, that's why I'm
2: probably mean. still married, that's why I'm still married, because I haven't come to the club, <laughs> Uh, listen, right. I didn't even. I don't like strip clubs, and the last one I was in, you know, everybody forced me to get the lap dance. I got it with the one that handed out a towel for free, so at least I was getting something from my money instead of just. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, no, I always I went, Always went to
1: the, room. the VIP
2: room. <laughs>
3: I have a good friend whose dad owns a couple strip clubs, so.
1: Yeah, I mean we go and have a ball and
3: they'll pay for nothing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> or,
1: Quinn 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 Quinn's not old enough
3: to get in yet, are you, Quinn? Um, I'm a little over a month away. I'll be uh twenty
1: one in February. Quinn Quinn, Quinn, Quinn waiting for your first lap
0: dance. So <laughs> no, Quinn's gotta come out Quinn's gotta come out to LA. <laughs> Quinn's oh yeah, LA, right. Over here oh, in no. L. A. In L. A. You can be eighteen and get in the strip clubs. Because uh, really? the way it works Quinn, over you, the way Quinn, it works get over, on a plane, yeah. man. I'm <laughs> in <I've
3: been getting laughs> no nah. sixteen. Quinn, just come down to Florida. I got you. I'll just, <laughs> at, I'll I'll just be to at my the apartment it, and
2: drinking beer and having some liquor, and you know, man, go to Vegas, no, man. If you're gonna do it, you know, get a Vegas, get a yeah. Vegas honey on, on you. Remember the uh, wolf pack
0: the, if you go. The the way it works over here, guys, is uh, if they serve <laughs> liquor in the strip clubs, then it is a it's twenty one and over, and it's topless only. Uh if you're 18 and over you can get into a totally nude club but they don't serve liquor they only serve soda That's the catch no liquor Are you serious? Are you Are you serious? Soda. I am totally serious. I am totally serious. You can get in at 18 That's backwards, man. That's backwards. <laughs> <Eli>. <laughs>
2: You know what it is? It's, the funny thing is, is you can pay $10 for a glass of soda. I mean, you know, uh-huh. when they come up and sit and they talk to you, you buy me a drink? Sure. <laughs> well, that costs you $10. $10 for a Coke? <laughs> I mean, you're hot now, but man, $10 for a Coke, that <laughs> was a <boy>. lot. <laughs>
1: I've seen people come up to the trip, uh, cash their check, and leave with nothing. And they go home and their kids probably don't eat. I mean, you know, I mean, these, these bastards that come in there and spend all their paycheck out of the factory, they come in there and get their $300 check, and they, they cash it. They think they got a lot of money, and they in about 15 minutes, they're damn broke. They go home with nothing. <laughs> 15
3: minutes. <laughs> but at least we got some stress relief, because for 300 bucks I can think of a very good party.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, for 300 well, for three hundred bucks, you better be able to get the rocks off. I mean, if you don't get, I mean, that's just, you know, my goodness, walking out of a strip club with a tent and being broke, that that that's not good. Look, <laughs> <Well, laughs> man, 300 bucks, you're getting your rocks off four times. <laughs> yeah, there
3: you
1: <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember, this is a PG-13 show now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right, guys, well, it's been fun. We're going to get out of here tonight. Our big Dog, you're doing a show tomorrow at uh, 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern, of course. 6 Pacific. Yes, sir. Bunny, are you on I'll
2: after now? Uh, no, I'm not going to be on. i got a lot of stuff i got to do before the high school basketball game I'm calling um, uh, for Rowlett after the first game after the tornadoes ripped through uh, uh, ripped through my town, so it's a real important day. So I'm going to be very busy pretty much most of the day tomorrow, so I won't be able to even get in with sports talk with the guys.
1: Well, all right, we're going to do I'll be there in the morning with sports talk with the guys. Sunday we are on Sunday, four though. 4 Eastern. Yep, I'll see you all then. Yep. but 4 o'clock Eastern, we're going to do a show. What time are you going to do one, Sonny? About 10 Eastern. No, yeah,
2: I'm going to do a 10 Eastern tomorrow uh, Sunday morning Yeah, we'll, we'll cover all the games. we got to zip through that, too, because there's no games on Thursday, no games on Monday. It's all Sunday, so we've got a bunch of games that we're going to have to rip through. So we're going to have to start right at the top at 9 o'clock.
1: All right, guys. Well, we'll see you then. And guys, happy New Year! Today is the first year of two thousand sixteen. My God, I hope it's better than two thousand fifteen. That's all I can tell you.
2: Well, at least for the Auburn Tigers, right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, guys,
1: God bless Cam Newton. Enjoy that baby and the baby mama. <laughs> and and we'll and we'll see y'all Sunday.
2: Does he have
0: a bar? Is he,